Brianna, here we are again. Uh, episode yeah. two, our podcast. So, so good. Um, yeah, so GC, um, we've decided to do something a little different this week where um, we thought Easter has just come, um, big chapter, Luke 9, pivotal in Jesus's journey. And yeah, Brianna, I thought considering what's happened with COVID and where we're at in Luke, might be a good time to pause and to look back on our vision that many of you weren't even there to hear at the beginning yeah. of the year yeah. and just look at it, uh, reassess it, how are we going and then where are we going? done yeah well i think the reason that we are making this episode is partly because our gc has grown so much yeah. since we planted in in incepted no um planted's fine but I guess. Yeah, started yeah started works um yeah our gc's grown heaps and so that's really exciting mm. um and I think our vision remains the same, but it's yeah. good to take a chance to reassess and look at it. Yeah, because what we had in mind as a vision was not what God had in mind. So it's good to... <laughs> no, not necessarily. Not the outward, not the specific application of it, I guess. Right, right, right. That's right. So yeah. we have this one-liner that we formed at the beginning of the year. We prayed about it. We... Yeah, we, we both contributed to it. Um, some of the members know it, some don't. So I'll just read it for us. Here it is. This is our, and it's also the little picture on our WhatsApp group as mm. well. So good. Here it is. Which is credit to Michelle. Oh, yeah. M- Michelle's brilliant illustrations. So good. So we, as Camperdown GC, want to be a family, a refuge, a kingdom outpost for all souls under God to see, know, and grow in Christ. Yeah. That's it. A family, a refuge, a kingdom outpost for all souls under God to see, know, and grow in Christ. Mm. It's good. So, yeah, like um, just a real brief summary of what we shared at the beginning of the year. Those three words, a family, a refuge, and a kingdom outpost, kind of have three different um, uh, kind of identity titles that you could stick into them. So we're a family, which means that we are brothers and sisters. Um, We're also sons and daughters of God. And um, together we're, you know, we're younger brothers and sisters to Jesus and we're in God's family. So there's those identity words attached to that. Um, And then refuge, there's this idea of like, Refugee would be the identity word that attaches to the word refuge. So where we as people who have come to God for refuge, we, we know that, spirit, that that feeling of spiritual refugee or uh, need, the need for a spiritual refuge. But we also wanted our GC to reflect that and to be a refuge to anyone who might walk through our doors. And then lastly, a kingdom and outpost have the idea of a refuge also as um, kind of a weekly oasis that Mm. no matter what's happening in the outside world, your time in GC should feel refreshing and safe and um, 
yeah, like home. Yeah, really good. And Kingdom Outpost, Brie? Yeah, so Kingdom Outpost kind of expresses, I guess, a few things. It expresses the fact that we are a GC family, but that's not in isolation. It's in mm. a big picture of what he is doing with his people. Um, God is building a kingdom, Jesus's kingdom, and we are one outpost in that big kingdom. Mm. Um, and so it, it's partly getting the perspective of that and reminding ourselves of that. It's partly at, got some missional ideas in it that because God wants to grow his kingdom. And as a GC, we want to be telling people about Jesus. We want to be, yeah, his witnesses. That's great. Yeah. And then the, the last line is, is definitely, it's by no means a tack on for all souls under God to see, know, and grow in Christ. Um, yeah, we want to be a group for everyone. Um, but the, the aim is, you know, it, it is our beginning. It is, our, it is our end. It is Jesus um, yeah. to see, know, and grow in him. Like we want this place to be a place that facilitates um, the love of Jesus, um, the love of God. Um, pursuing yeah, him, knowing think, him. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of, all of this statement, including those three, kind of high key points, family, refuge, kingdom outpost, none of them mean anything without Jesus. Like mm. we're not a club, we're not um, a friend group. We, none of those words have any meaning without Jesus. Um, so if we think about family, that's not just kind of a nice thing to say. It's not our way of expressing, you know, some sense of belonging, which is which is there and, and a great gift from God, but that's not what it's about. We are united to one another because we're united to Christ, we are, we are in Christ. Um, yeah. In Matthew chapter 12 verses 49 to 50, uh, Jesus says that his followers are his family, mm. that people who listen to him and obey the word of God are his family. Um, and then in, in, a, in the book of Ephesians, um, there's lots of places in the Bible, but particularly in the book of Ephesians in, in chapter five, um, Paul talks a lot about being united to Christ, what it, what it means to be in Christ. Um, yeah, that we're no longer out, outcasts, but we are fellow citizens with the saints. Um, and so we're, we're family because of Jesus. Uh, it's a refuge because of Jesus. Um, that's why it's a refuge because we've got sure salvation in Christ. It's a kingdom outpost because of Jesus. It's his kingdom. Um, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So just like, like remembering back to the beginning of the year, like what was, what did you get excited about thinking about this year? Um, you know, I, I know you came to the, came around to leading to wanting to lead all of a sudden, because I basically <laughs> said you were going to do it <laughs> to, to, to Brad as well before even asking you. <laughs> Oh yeah 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 I was overseas and I got this text from Brad being like Brie I'm so excited that you've stepped up to leadership this year can't wait to oh. see what God does and I was like oh I've, I've no stepped worries up cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just waited a few days and eventually Tom told me I'm like yes when you asked me you're like would you would you would you think about leading yep 
<laughs> All good. Like, are you cool to lead this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. What was I? What was I excited about? Yeah, you and I are both quite kind of blue sky thinkers, and so when we started, I had lots of big ideas for our GC. Um, yeah, I thought we were gonna. It didn't involve Zoom, did it? It was, it um, was yeah. But the the scenes and stuff that I remember having in mind were sitting out the back of our, our place here, Chloe and I, my place, and um, having yes. meals, going out into King Street at night. Yes, you know, yeah, being, that's being what a, I pictured. A big part of the Kingdom Outpost section of our vision was like actually being out there. Um, yeah, we were going to be praying for people on Sydney Uni campus and doing like library sweeps during exam period for uni students and um, praying for people out on the street and challenging ourselves as a group to grow in evangelism skills and um, working in a soup kitchen together and all sorts mm. of stuff. Um, like you sort of said at the beginning, um, it's not the vision has changed. It's just that the manifestation has changed or like the images and scenes that we had in mind to fulfill it are not the ones that ended up being what's happened, or at least like, you know, not for the last few weeks. Um, yeah. But how have we gone? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think there's so much to be thankful to God for. I think I am still excited when I look at our vision and look at our GC. I see God growing us toward that in amazing ways. Like I think we're growing in love for one another, which is great. I've seen, um, yeah, I've definitely seen friendships develop and people encourage each other and hold each other accountable and comfort each other in hard times and mm. want to pray for each other and be really invested in each other's spiritual growth. And that is wonderful. Mm. I think in terms of a refuge, similar stuff um, and kingdom outpost, we've seen people invite people to GC. We've seen people yeah. share their, share that where they're at in terms of their faith and, want to have really wonderful open conversations about that. Um, we've seen people, yeah, sharing struggles and joys and victories um, spiritually and, and otherwise. Um, yeah, before COVID lockdown, we had people com coming into our, you know, coming into your house who yeah. didn't, don't know and love Jesus and they were, um, coming in and having meals with us and reading the reading God's word with us and hearing us talk about that, which was pretty great. Um, yeah. So like a refuge in that sense or a kingdom outpost. Um, and then, and then even in this time of COVID, like it has been a time when people are, they're struggling in different ways or there might be, and yeah. it had like, we've, we still have like an open door mentality but even yeah. if it's not a door we're opening, but a but a breakout <laughs> yeah. room of some kind. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like I think that's been cool. So I think I think the GC's done really well to get around each other as well, and um, you know as best we can online to try and 
be involved in our lives, in each other's lives and, and yeah. praying. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're all adjusting. We're all learning. So, um, but yeah. 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 How do you, in terms of, in terms of COVID changing things, but also just where we're at as a, as a GC family, where would you love to see God take us? What do you want to see us grow in? What do you want to see us work on? Yeah. So yeah. thinking about this in the last few days, I actually got pretty excited because yeah. not in a way, in a very special and unique way that God um, has decided to ordain COVID has brought on a season in, in church in churches all around the world to, to really go, Oh yeah. If my faith isn't about the building I meet in the, the, mm-hmm. the people that we meet with physically, then, then what is, what is church and what is my faith? So I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I've already, I've already seen it like the fruit in people's lives during this time, just going deeper with the Lord, being, being Mary and, yeah. and sitting at Jesus's yeah. feet and, um, you know, touching base with people who might be feeling lonely and that there are unique blessings um, and yeah. opportunities to press deeper into relationship yes. with God and understanding who he is and his character and what maturity looks like. So I'm pretty keen for, for our GC to, to see it for like, and I think we are, we are, we like every time we meet we're we're sharing how we're going, but it's, it's not a despondency. We, we have a, we have a God centric, um, yeah. Outlook and changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel similarly. I think one of the mindsets that I found real joy in, in the last month or so, which I, which I drift in and out of is thinking of this period a bit like a boot camp. <laughs> like it's actually a really unique period where we have, whether or not you feel like you have more time, you certainly you're using your time differently. Mm-hmm. And so there's this opportunity of, of a bit of a lull, a bit of a quiet, um, but also kind of an, an intense quiet because there's all this stuff going on in the world to, yeah, train yourself. <laughs> um, and that can look like an, any number of things. You know, if, you, if you're someone who has real big, really big questions and doubts and struggles, then I'd love to see you look at this time as like, right, I've got a few more weeks to spend some real time thinking about this, praying about this, seeking answers from other people, working out what I think. If you are someone who would love to be, would love to have um, a more kind of lively discipline in the, in God's word, in the Bible, then look at this as a opportunity to spend as much time as you can in God's word and grow in your um, love and knowledge of it and deepen that. Same with prayer life, same with discipleship, mentorship, like ask an older, wiser Christian to mentor you in this time, whatever it might look like, um, whether it's like aligning your physical health with, you know, how you think about your body and your, your physical health habits with your spiritual health. It could be anything, how your family relationship is, whatever. Um, yeah. I think I'd love to see at the end of this, um, our GC do exactly what you're just saying, just see this as a unique time that the Lord's given us and mm. use it to learn from him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think in terms of our, 
we always wanted to be an outward facing GC and I think yes. we still can be in, in, in special yeah, and, and different ways. But yeah. yeah, I think people are needy in this time and they are a bit more lonely than they than they are usually or anxious or questioning or have never been confronted with their vulnerability like this before. So it's a time where Christians can really shine. Um, yeah. And and go, what would Jesus do in this time and yeah. in this moment? Um, you know. Yeah, it's worth acknowledging that that is it's always hard work, but I've yeah. I have found it challenging in this time to work out what that looks like. Mm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It um yeah, it is it is it is hard, it's been challenging. I, I a great thing that I've loved, which has been combining um, like I've never worked out so much as I'm working out right now, um, but I've yeah, also same. had, <laughs> but I've also had, yeah, um, this opportunity to bring mates who live locally round, okay. round to to yeah. work out. That's a pretty. That's because I'm blessed to have a space and equipment that I do. But, um, you know, there there might be other things like that you can do for people. Um, or yeah, yeah, and I think. It doesn't have to be. Having just said, you know, look at this. Look at this time as an opportunity. We're, we're also. It's not about productivity. Um, mm. It's not about kind of achieving things. It's okay to use this to do what what are seemingly small things to rest and be quiet and yeah um, and focus on what you what you can do. And so yeah, I think I've I've really just been focusing on like one or two text conversations nice. <laughs> with with non-Christian friends that I can mm. keep up during this time and ask them every week how they're going. Mm. Um, yeah. And we've also made friends with our neighbours, which has been a huge blessing of COVID. I like, did, did not you, know them. Before. What did you do? You dropped off hot cross buns? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, then, and then on Easter morning, there was a knock on our door at 7.30 in the morning. I opened up and that was our neighbour in his pyjamas with, with hot cross buns for us. So oh. nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, and I, yeah. I was, a, I was about to brag on her a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, she's, she's given away like seventy plants, succulents, and various <laughs> plants. Um, just from the front, putting a putting a tray out the front and a chalkboard up there with a Bible verse and just a little word of encouragement um, to say, yeah. if you're lonely or anxious, take a plant buddy home or. Um, Something, uh, you know, inviting people to Easter church online um, on that chalkboard. Oh, <clears throat> and then a girl who's the daughter of a um, lecturer, lecturing family here at Moore, um, she made up like little flags um, with Bible verses on them and we, we stabbed those little flags into the plant pots. It's been, it's been awesome. It's like the most fruitful, passive evangelism I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's Pretty fantastic. Cool. It's so good. Yeah, so welcome, John, to the Camperdown GC podcast. This is episode two, and we're so glad to have you on. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, John, we've um, we've walked together, um, journeyed together for some time now, some years, um, and I've personally benefited from your friendship and your your mentoring and your brotherhood. 
Um, so it's so glad to have you on. Um, yeah, and to, to glean a bit of wisdom from you. We've, um, Bree and I have taken this week to re-look at our vision and um, reassess what we think it means for us this year. Um, and um, yeah, so it's really good to have you in on this week where we hope you, you'll be able to speak into it and um, yeah, just speak a bit about um, your own journey, discipleship and um, yeah, we'll see what, what the Lord has for us today. Yeah, so I think uh, that uh, vision you have is uh, very um, aspirational and inspirational. I, I think it's mm. a wonderful, wonderful vision. Uh, Clearly, it's uh, very comprehensive and um, it has uh, very idealistic goals, which is uh, what a good vision should have. <laughs> mm. um, I would say this to you. I would say that uh, sometimes a vision like that can be intimidating mm. to people who didn't come up with it. <laughs> yep. And I yep. think uh, that is the first thing I'd say. Second thing is sometimes... Um, uh, visions need to be treated like uh, those, uh, you've ever seen those cookbooks where you see what the final dish looks like, but you're trying to work out how to get there with the recipe. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I think, and then throw uh, COVID into the mix as well. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think that uh, the best approach to a journey like that is actually not to um, lord the vision over the group, but in fact... Mm. Uh, work on the ingredients together that will get you to that vision. Uh, and I think often visions, I mean, visions are not intended to be detailed in the sense of how am I going to get there? What are right. the things? It's meant to be almost like a lofty end result ideal uh, mm. and where we're heading as a group or where we're heading as people. And I think that's needed and fantastic. But I think uh, as much effort needs to be put into the steps of that journey. How are we going to get there? Yeah. What, what does it mean to be a family? What does it mean to grow? And uh, these are things which, of course, uh, the Bible talks about extensively. And mm. it, the Bible talks about it in um, not light and pithy ways. Uh, yes. uh, you mentioned in the podcast last week about uh, Jesus talking about the cost of being a disciple mm. uh, in Luke. And um, in Luke 14, you're going to hear about it again. In, in the way that he talks about um, that famous verse about uh, hating your father and mother uh, compared to me, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. extreme, extreme meaning and extreme confrontating, con confrontating, yeah. I just invented a word, uh, in, in, <laughs> the, that extreme confrontation of the truth. Yes. Um, and uh, so Luke 14 is all, uh, that section is so incredible to just, uh, get your teeth into, uh, but but uh, that cert that certainly is something that um, when um, the New Testament talks about the body of Christ and the church, there's such a big emphasis around that belonging aspect of church that uh, God has designed. So the the need to need each other is going to be critical to getting mm. that vision um, and understanding what nurturing means to each other in that vision will be important. So it's not right. just on you and Bree to be the yes. savior of the vision. Um, it's not going to just happen because you two are amazing leaders. Uh, it's going to happen because everyone understands um, journeying together and how mm. steps 
are towards that vision. And there might be five steps towards some part of the vision and a thousand steps towards another part hmm. of the vision. Right. So it's understanding the journeying aspect towards that vision. Uh, and I think that's going to be key to working out what this looks like in the COVID crisis. Discipleship is really your, um, um, yeah, your passion, I suppose you could say. Um, you might even say it's the, like the heartbeat, the heartbeat of any good church is, is um, what's going on in their discipleship. And then, um, yeah, so, so some people, you know, they may have not even heard the word disciple outside the context of like the 12 disciples who followed Jesus. Um, so what, what, what is discipleship, John, and, and, and what is discipleship for us in the modern day? That's a, that's a really interesting question. I think um, discipleship during the time of Jesus was uh, very much like an apprenticeship. And when a rabbi called you uh, as a disciple, you essentially followed that rabbi around. You learnt from that rabbi. You adopted his ways. Uh, and it was a very uh, committed, devoted relationship uh, between both the, the master and the disciple, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's interesting uh, to, to also see in Jesus' time, and we see this in the Bible, two kinds of followers of Jesus. Uh, we see um, the large crowds that constantly followed him, um, maybe out of curiosity, maybe out of um, their own agenda. Uh, and then you see uh, the disciples who uh, were with him and watched him and followed him and questioned him and uh, had a real hunger towards uh, learning uh, from him and about him and to be like him. And so those two groups of people are actually uh, very similar to what we have today in churches. And uh, we have people who just attend church. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, we have large crowds who are very curious about, who Jesus is, uh, and they just assemble every week and see what's happening next. Um, and then we have those who are disciples, who are followers of Jesus, who really want to know him, be like him, be devoted to him. Mm. And so those two uh, crowds are very, uh, those two types of followers are, are still uh, in churches today. And yeah. discipleship today is a little bit more, uh, hidden because uh, the same person who sits on the pew as a curious follower is also next to the person who is actually wanting to be a devoted, committed disciple. Mm. And uh, the whole area of religion actually hides the differences between the two because the two attend the services, the two serve maybe at church, the two give to the church. So it's very hard to tell from uh, just... Um, uh, I guess, uh, an attendance or a, uh, a statistic to know yes. uh, who is actually a disciple and who is curious about being one. Mm. Uh, and today's discipleship uh, I see in churches is primarily focused around teaching and less so about living with one another. Mm. 
Right. Uh, and that's, that's to do with, I guess, um, the, the limitations of uh, the church structure, but also the engagement of the world with people. And so you do find that um, uh, people are disciples, if you want to use that word, of many people and of many things. <laughs> and I think yeah. that is the challenge and, the, and the, the challenge for churches everywhere is to, uh, to see the disciple of Jesus and what that looks like. And so I think today, in today's churches, uh, discipleship is primarily a teaching-focused ministry. Uh, is I that, is that something that you sort of, sort of mourn, or uh, is that something that is incomplete? How, how do you, how do you feel about that? I feel it is incomplete. I feel it is important for sure. It's the starting point. But what you see from the ministry of Jesus is that he walked with them. He lived with them. He. He did life with them. Mm, I think uh, in our uh, heavily option-based society today where we can just flick channels, we almost live a a Netflix-style Christianity uh, where we can just uh, have whatever we want, whoever we want, on demand, when we feel like it. And when we don't feel like it, we can switch it off. And that, that isn't the discipleship model that is seen in the Bible. Yeah, for sure. And like when you speak of those two crowds, the the crowd that's sort of uh, all in doing life with Jesus or the crowd that's um, almost, you know, they could be there for a bunch of different reasons, but they're sort of there, um, but they're maybe not as all in. The way I've seen your role and your calling um, in the church that I uh, shared with you was almost like um, the, the the older brother who, who, who would scoop people from their, from that latter crowd, that, that crowd who are, who are there for whatever reason and sort of show them the better way, show them the deeper way. That's been my experience as someone who came in and uh, uh, to church, very young Christian, 2013, and kind of starting to, you know, find my legs 2014 is when it really kicked off. And, um, yeah, like, how, how like how what does disciple look discipleship look like um in that context obviously we've been through our own journey we've had um times when we've met up um you know really frequently times when it's been a, a little bit more spread apart we've gone through series we've just talked about life and certain issues um yeah what what um how does it look like sort of on the ground um compared to that more broad spectrum view yeah, I think the uh, the one-on-one relationship is key to disciple-making. Mm. Uh, I think that establishment of uh, intimacy and devotion and uh, that setting is the most ideal for uh, deep discipleship. Um, from a practical level, though, I think uh, most people uh, want to know uh, what they're signing up for. Uh, and this is a question which I almost begin the journey with people asking, uh, because mm. a lot of people uh, don't get asked that question, which is very surprising. But in this day and age where we're signing up for uh, gyms, signing up for uh, bank accounts, <laughs> that, uh, we, we do want to know what we're signing up for. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know whether that, that, that question is asked enough in the church. And people are often refreshed by that question because Mm. uh, they actually want to understand uh, what it is 
that a disciple is. And I, I think that's been surprising to me uh, that a lot of people don't actually know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And I think that's uh, for a number of reasons. It's not because um, it's not taught from the pulpit. I think it's uh, because there's not enough uh, space in church life to work this out on an individual level. Right. Which is why I like the individual one-on-one -on -one relationship because you get to really be devoted to that person entirely and yeah. uh, then look at their whole life and um, see how the Lordship of Christ works as a disciple. And I think that is uh, been such a precious journey, but also very confronting as, you, as you've experienced, as you've experienced, and also as you can imagine. Um, yeah. You basically, uh, you uh, hunger for uh, your whole life to be engaged with the person of Jesus.